Uebiel. Cam Edwards is editor at BearingArms.com and host of Cam and Company and a lot more with the Second Amendment Foundation. Here he is on the live line to talk about an assault weapon ban. Hi, Cam. Hey, good morning. Thanks for being here again. This kind of stuff just makes me so mad because they just don't know anything. They drive me nuts. Trust me, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, we have seen, you know, for, for decades, really. I mean, going back to the 1990s, right, we've seen these attempts to ban modern sporting rifles. Um, and now there's this, you know, supposedly new and improved bill, right? So instead of trying to ban semi-automatic firearms by cosmetic features or by make and model, uh, Senator Martin Heinrich from New Mexico, Senator Angus King from Maine have come up with this new proposal uh, it's called the Go Safe Act, right? And basically, any gas-operated centerfire semi-automatic rifle would be considered an assault weapon. Uh, it would be prohibited, right? You couldn't make them, you couldn't sell them uh, unless they came with, um, you know, certain features, right? So, uh, no more detachable magazines, for example. Uh, you've got to have a, a finite capacity of, I think, it's ten rounds for a rifle, uh, fifteen rounds for a handgun. And they're billing this as sort of a, you know, narrowly tailored piece of legislation, hoping to rely on the ignorance, I think, of non-gun owners. When we talk about, you know, gas-operated rifles, we're talking about almost every semi-automatic rifle in the country. So mm-hmm. this is not a, a, a smaller ban than what we've seen in the past. This is actually a much broader gun ban than what we've seen in the past. Well, if we've learned anything about the attack on Israel and the way everyone is walking around with assault weapons wrapped around their arms as they walk through the mall or just down the street or dad's taking their kids to school, everybody's carrying assault rifles and they're not they're not hurting anybody. Not one gun has jumped up and said today's the day. Not one gun. None. That's right. Well, and listen, you know, here in the United States, if you look at the FBI crime stats, rifles are used very infrequently in violent crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when you're looking at, you know, the type of horrific mass shootings that we saw in Lewiston, Maine, for example, more often than not, the killers are using handguns, uh, not rifles. So if we're trying to stop these heinous attacks by going after a particular firearm, I mean, honestly, I think we're going in the wrong direction, right? We've got to look at the small sense. number of individuals who are committing these crimes, many of whom, in fact, I'd say the majority of whom, uh, are already on the radar of law enforcement. You look at the guy in Lewiston, Maine. He had spent time in a mental institution. Uh, the Army didn't want him to be around guns, right? So why on earth were law enforcement in Maine not able to take this guy into custody ahead of time? Um, and, and every one of these goes, you can look back and you can say, okay, look, here were the missed opportunities. Here were the red flags that were raised, and here were the balls that were dropped. Uh, but rather than, you know, looking for ways to improve our response, and the anti-gunners aren't interested in that. They're looking at using these crimes to restrict our rights to protect ourselves. Why? Why? Why do they want to, why do, they want to do that? Because it's ultimately what's going to save us from any sort of foreign inser- insertion, I mean, incursion. It's going to stop Anybody who comes to this country to fight a ground war from being able to take families because we're all armed. Why Why does Chuck Schumer and everybody want to do this? Why? You know, I, I think that they have this um, very utopian idea that if we just pass enough laws and all of a sudden, you know, the guns go away. And frankly, you know, listen, it's a very anti-gun attitude. They don't, they don't own guns. They don't think you or I should be able to own guns either. Uh, but look, whether you like the Second Amendment or not, we live in a country where there are more than 100 million lawful gun owners. There are more than 400 million privately owned firearms. 
and neither one of those things are going away, right? I'm not mm-hmm. giving up my guns, uh, and I don't think my neighbors are either. So Out of my cold, dead hands, Cam, I'm going Charlton absolutely, Heston. Right? And we have a constitutionally guaranteed right to keep and bear them. So let's, let's operate under that reality, right? You're not going to change any of those three things. We're going to have guns. We're going to have gun owners. We're going to have the right to own them. If you accept that premise, then all of a sudden now your solutions to violent crime, your solutions to things like suicide become very different. Um, and frankly, I think it's time for them to accept that reality. But, but they're trying to craft a reality of their own, a reality in which the Second Amendment does not exist, in which you and I, possessing firearms to protect ourselves, are committing a felony offense. That's the world that they want to live in. And that's what we're fighting against at the Second Amendment Foundation. Well, and we have to keep fighting because that is their ultimate goal. And we all know why all of the countries that have been completely taken over by their governments is because they've been disarmed. We all know this from throughout history. Absolutely. And, you know, this is something that the founders recognized. Uh, If you go back and you read the Federalist Papers, you can find James Madison talking about the advantage that Americans have for all the other countries in Europe is that, we the people were trusted with the right to keep and bear arms. And it is that sort of, you know, in case of emergency, break glass right, right? If everything else goes south, we have the ability to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government from uh, a foreign invasion, as you said. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, because we have the right to keep and bear arms, I think that's actually served as a check on tyranny. It has served as a check on, you know, foreign powers trying to invade this nation. They, they know what they would be up against. Um, and so we do need to keep this right intact. We do need to keep this right secure. And I'm very encouraged by the fact that more and more Americans are embracing their right to keep and bear arms. More and more Americans get it. They understand what's, what, what's at stake here. I don't know a single cop who would enforce this law. I don't know anybody. You know, I don't know either. <laughs> but uh, then again, you and I don't live in these big blue cities, right? So I guess I, I think, you know, it is interesting because even in Massachusetts, which is one of the most anti-gun states in the country, when Democrats introduced a sweeping gun control bill a few months ago, the Massachusetts Chiefs of Police Association came out and said, we're opposed to this wholeheartedly. In fact, unanimously, every police chief in the state of Massachusetts said this is the wrong way to go about it. Uh, Democrats tried to offer some concessions to the police. He's like, oh, listen, this won't apply to you and it won't apply to your officers. They said, no, 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 it doesn't matter. It still is not something we're supporting. So maybe we are starting to see a sea change where the folks who would actually be in charge of enforcing these gun control laws are saying, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Well, when they're off duty, they become just like us. So they get it. They understand, you know, the threat is real because the bad guys are going to have these no matter how many laws they pass. And if they come in my in my house and I'm limited with my adrenaline, you know how it is, Cam, when something's freaking out, your adrenaline makes you a little less accurate. I'm just saying, unless you're, you know, stone cold, whatever. But if somebody comes into my house, I might miss the first six times. I might miss. I don't want to run out of bullets trying to save my family because Biden doesn't want me to have a bigger magazine. Right. Well, and listen, who's to say it's going to be a a fair fight, right? Mm -hmm. Rules don't fight fair. So it might not be a one-on-one, right? We've seen plenty of instances where, you know, three, four, five, six home invaders Yep. Uh, come into a home. At that point, you know, do you need more than 10 rounds? Absolutely you do. You need enough rounds to stop the threat. Uh, and as you say, unless you are a perfect marksman, um, you know, you, you might need 17 rounds uh, in your magazine. You might need 20 rounds in your mm-hmm. magazine. And it's not up to Joe Biden. 
or anybody else to tell you how best to protect your life. Yeah, and I might need to John Wick it and drop one and take one of their guns because, you know, if I can't have <laughs> enough bullets, I might I might have to start taking them from the bad guys as I roll around on the floor. But, you know, th- these are very important issues, and I think in 2024 there are enough red-blooded, true patriotic Americans who understand the Constitution was written to stop this exact thing from happening, and we're sick of it. And I hope everybody stands up and knows their vote does count, because if we get the wrong people in, even at the local, state, or federal level, these things could switch on a dime. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, the Democrats have been making no secret about what they want to do if they have the votes in Congress. They want to pack the Supreme Court full of justices that will not only overturn the Dobbs decision, but they'll overturn Heller. They'll overturn McDonald's. They'll say, actually, no, the Second Amendment doesn't protect an individual right to keep and bear arms. They're so full of crap. That just pisses me off. But, the, you know, the corollary to that is if we do put the right people in place, then not only do those threats dissipate for at least a couple of years, but we can continue to make progress, right? We can continue to have decisions like the Bruin decision that said, yes, you not only have the right to keep arms, you have the right to bear arms in self-defense. We can undo a lot of these uh, bad restrictions that have come up since the Bruin decision that are making their way through the courts right now. Um, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Like, we've actually made really substantial progress over the past 30 years in protecting our right to keep in arms. We just can't let it go to waste. Mm-hmm. We can't stop now. So the Second Amendment Foundation actually exists to make sure that we are not just going to sit back and let it happen. Y'all are fighting. Absolutely, from coast to coast. More than 50 active lawsuits right now. Uh, and, you know, listen, more is on the way, right? If, if a gun ban like this were to ever get signed into law, SAF would be filing lawsuits before the ink was even dry uh, from Joe Biden's pen. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, right now, you know, we're taking on similar bans on, quote-unquote, assault weapons in states like Illinois, California, uh, New York, uh, Maryland. There's a case that we're actually waiting on a decision from the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. We've waited more than a year now at this point. Um, and all of these cases are incredibly important, but they're not cheap. You know, we need volunteers. We don't have anti-gun billionaires like Michael Bloomberg who are funding these campaigns. So this is really a grassroots army of Second Amendment activists. And if folks want to join the fight, they can find out more at saf.org. You know, if they win one of these state battles, should they get it to go through and and the lawsuit does not go the way of the Second Amendment? I mean, it sets a precedent and then they have something to sink their teeth into. And that's what they're going to carry with them as they move through and try to take it out. So we've got to kill it at every level. Absolutely. And, you know, a perfect example of this is Oregon, where they recently passed by 50.1 percent of the vote. This was a, a voter referendum. Uh, a bill that establishes not only a magazine ban, but a permit-to-purchase law. And you had lawsuits filed in federal court. You had lawsuits filed in state court. A federal judge upheld uh, the uh, the law said, oh, yeah, there's no problem there. Um, I, I won't get into the reasoning, but it was absolutely ridiculous. But you had a state-level judge who said, no, 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 this violates Oregon's state constitution. Uh, and because of that sort of dual track, right, where you're going in, in every court possible to challenge these things, We've been able to keep that law on hold uh, for over a year, which is fantastic. So you're absolutely right. This is, you know, we need that full court press strategy. Uh, and thankfully, we've got groups like the Second Amendment Foundation out there that are engaged in this fight at every level of government. And we've got to keep that going. Where do people listen to Cam and Co- Company? Where do they go to hear you on your sure. podcast? So 
Yeah, you can uh, check it out at BarryAndArms.com. That's where I'm the editor, but also YouTube, Rumble, all the major podcast platforms. Just look up Barry and Arms Cam and Company. Yeah, keep yourself informed because they're going to slip stuff by you. They're going to make it sound innocuous. They're going to make it sound like, oh, it's just a little thing we're changing. And then all of a sudden, that little thing becomes making it impossible for you to bear arms other than like a little pea shooter or something in your house. I swear to God, Cam, if this stuff happens, I'm going to load up. I'm going to load up big time. I will just, you know what, label me, whatever you want to label me. But I'm going to have eight German Shepherds, four Rottweilers, and about 12 Dobermans. So if you come in my house, you ain't getting to me anyway. I'll I'll, I'll go through whatever I got to go through. But then if you get through the dogs, you're still going to meet my semi-automatic weapons. I'm still going to have them. Well, listen, I, uh, I'm not giving up my guns, and uh, I don't have as many dogs as you do. Uh, well, point, I, but, I only uh, have one German what? Shepherd right now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to load up if they start doing this crap. <laughs> well, there you go. Keep your powder dry, but, uh, yeah, stay involved, <laughs> stay engaged, and, and you know, stay in the fight, because um, we've got a chance. To, look, this is the civil rights fight of our time, mm-hmm. and, and we are fighting for a fundamental civil right. We need all the help we can. But uh, but I think that we can win this fight. I really do. Some idiot just said, you don't need that many bullets to hunt. I said, you see, you're obviously a liberal because I don't hunt. I don't go hunting. But if someone comes to hunt me, it's going to be an even playing field, and I'm not going to lose. So, yeah, I ain't giving up squat because you're scared of guns. You don't understand guns, therefore you fear them. Maybe you should take a class, learn how to take it apart, put it together, lay it down, and see if it ever jumps up and shoots you. You'll be fine. My (laughs) eight-year-old grandson took a concealed carry class with me and learned what a gun is, how it works, how to fire it, how to use it, how to use the safety. Because if, if the bad guy ever overtakes me and he is the only thing in between me and the bad guy to stop them from killing me and him, I want him to know how it works. Period. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. Yeah, uh, and Me you know, too. sadly, we've actually seen stories like this. I mean, I cover armed citizen stories every day, and there have been times where you know a twelve year old or a thirteen year old has to defend either themselves or, or their parents mm-hmm. from an armed intruder. So I, I applaud you for you know giving your grandchild that instruction and that training so that they can be safe and responsible yep. if need be around a firearm. He's not curious about it. He doesn't want to play with it. He knows what it's for. He respects it. He knows how to use it. He doesn't show it to his friends. He doesn't know where it is to get to it anyway in the house unless mm-hmm. it is out for protection. So everybody, if you educate your family on what they're all about, you'll be okay. If you have someone who's mentally ill in your house, different story, got to be more careful. But the bottom line is those of us with proper thinking minds and who are not out there committing felonious acts, we deserve to be able to protect ourselves and no one will take that away. Cam Edwards, thank you so much for being here from the Second Amendment Foundation. Please listen to his podcast and make sure you to go to bearingarms.com to learn more. They will not be infringed. Cam, thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye.